Listen up, all you New York fans. Veteran New York sports talk host John Dostromsky gives his unique take on all the big stories in the Big Apple and beyond, including guest conversations, gambling picks, and reactions from you, the listener. Check out New York, New York with John Dostromsky on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerMBA. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerMBA right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back. This is Logan Murdoch from the Real Ones podcast on KMEL. I'm here with Raja Bell. And we got the Mad Hooper here. Yeah, we're here with the Mad Hooper. And I think we're going to open it up for the audience to ask some questions to the Mad Hooper. Young lady, do you have a question for the Mad Hooper? Yeah, this is Sasha from St. Louis. And I just have a question for the Mad Hooper. Like, why are you so mad? I don't get it. Like, why are you so mad? Hey, the Mad Hooper. Uh, This is Shy from New York. I'm calling from the car. I'm just really mad about the Knicks, man. All year long, we're talking about Julius Randle, pay the man, max contract, get another superstar in, get the one seed, get to the finals, compete with the Nets. But this man is the reason I'm mad today. Can't get me a win in Atlanta. Blows the, can't get shoot more than 30% of the playoffs, but he's doing all year, putting up triple doubles. It's not right for New York, bro. Shit. And I just want to say that I'm mad. <laughs> and I'm upset. And they better get their get their horses in line. Because <laughs> this ain't no joke. This is New York. I don't care. This is not Denver, Oklahoma City, or Philly. This is New York. This is a garden. We're talking Madison Square Garden. I was at game five. The lack of effort. These boys, didn't, they didn't know how to t- tie their sneakers. They weren't ready to play under pressure in the garden. Game five, Knicks, Hawks. Trey Young, Clint Capella, that's who you scared of? Eat those guys. Forget it. Forget about it. I'm irate. And I'm upset. And I'm a mad hooper. It's Bobby Man, real one. Slogan Murdoch here. Roger Bell, producer Sasha on the board. Sasha Mizak. We are talking to you after the Phoenix Suns have taken game one of the Western Conference semifinals over the Denver Nuggets. Now, Raja, 
I'm just going to flat out say it, man. This team is better than yours. Every one of those teams <laughs> that you talked about, that you that you <laughs> played for, this team is better than each and every one of those teams, Roger Bell. I'm just going to say it right now. That's your bait, response, right? That's bait. It's bait. Well, you're, my response is you're trying to bait me into saying something that's going to get me in trouble in Phoenix. I'm not going to say it. This Phoenix Suns team is great. We had great teams as well. Um, I, I'm not going to compare one to the other. I mean, I, I, we're playing in a different era of basketball right now. I'm not doing that. No. How does it, how do, <laughs> rah, rah. How does this team match up with the teams that you play that that you played on, and who wins in a seven game series? <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, uh, oh, ah. <laughs> now, answer the question. Is, you know what I can say? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this. This team is much better defensively than we were. That's a fact. I watched I watched them fly around all night. We talked about them flying around in game six or, or game five. I'm sorry, in, in uh, Phoenix of the Lakers series. There's no question that from top to bottom, they are a much better defensive team. And when they get to feeling it, uh, that team is flying around at a level that we never did as 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 a Suns team. We were more of an offensive team. We were built on, you know, s- space and 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 ball movement and Steve Nash being brilliant with the ball. But th- this team is probably a more well-rounded team. I could probably say that we were. Hey, Raja, what does I have a question for you? What does this team and your team have in common? <laughs> I, oh, you just want me to go there, huh? I mean, amongst other things, I mean, we both bested the Lakers. I mean, so mm. that's something that we can both hang our hat on. Mm. Mm. Got it. I, I feel like, are we at the stage yet, Raja? Because me and you both picked them as fake on the Real or Fake series. Is it too, is it too early to apologize to them? Because I I because I just want to say from experience, I apologize to Chris Middleton, I think, too early. We're gonna to get to that a little bit later in the show. I may have I may have apologized a bit too early. Do are we at the stage to apologize to one Phoenix Suns organization? I think the segment was flawed. All right, can I say that? Mm. I think the segment was flawed. Like they're not they don't have to be fake. Fake is one of those things like I don't ah, this is tough. They're not, the fake. They're not fake. They are not fake. So I said that. Um, I probably shouldn't have said that. I've regretted saying that since I said it. They're they're so they're definitely apologize? not fake. I will apologize. I have no problem apologizing to Suns fans, like of any fan base. Like I have no problem saying that to the Suns. Um I do still like have my concerns as I did when we had the segment, or we did when we did the segment about those tough games the, like t- tonight was a good game to three quarters. And then you kind of ran away with it. This is not taking mm-hmm. anything away from what you did, but I can still have my reservation about the moment. Right. And when the moment is at its, at its, at its biggest, some of the guys within experience. And I think that's fair. Like that doesn't mean you can't get it done. The West is wide open, Logan. It's a wide open, wide West. open. Yeah. So you, I think yeah, the sure biggest thing is both of these teams, in my opinion, are two teams that haven't been there together. Like the current group of rosters just haven't been that far. Now, Phoenix has guys like Jay Crowder, who had a great game tonight. Guys like Chris Paul, who had a great game tonight, that have been to that place, but collectively as a group, neither one of these teams have been that far, right? I mean, they've been in the conference finals, but they're, I don't know what I'm saying. I think that this is one of the similar teams, what I'm saying. Because, you know, the, the, the uh, Nuggets did go to the, the conference finals a couple years back. 
do not want to discount that. They do have postseason experience. But in terms of they just seem like similar teams, Roger. I, I think they, they are in terms of I'm, before this season, I would have said Denver was one step closer maybe because of the success that they had last postseason. But yeah, I mean, if I'm going to be real and I pride myself on being honest, you know, um, I think Denver being where they are now speaks more to the flaws in Portland's team than it does to mm. like Denver. They're without their starting fucking backcourt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like Suns, I, I, they should beat them because they're without their starting backcourt. Like the Suns were a great team all year long. So I, you know, I, if, if they had Jamal Murray and they had Will Barton, I don't know where I'd be. Like, you know, it's a conversation for another time, but, but the Nuggets, like, let's, let's keep it a buck. They're without their starting backcourt. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the NBA playoffs have been exciting to see. There's no such thing as certainty on the court until the ref blows that final whistle. But basketball wouldn't be the game we know without a few surprises, right? And Raja, one of the biggest surprises in this postseason has been your Phoenix Suns. They've been balling, man. They've been balling. Phoenix Suns been balling. Not just the Suns, man. Like, not just the Suns, but the arena, like being full again, mm. like post-COVID. That's an electric atmosphere. If you haven't been to a playoff game in the desert when the Suns are like a relevant team, you owe yourself a trip there. It's phenomenal. DeAndre Ayton, we talked about him needing to be the X Factor, like the most important player, role player on the Suns team. He's He's been on point uh, or close to it in every single series. The Suns have been a phenomenal story, Logan. It's 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 great to watch. As, as a former Suns player and as a fan now, phenomenal to watch. Yo, honestly, though, that Phoenix Suns crowd, though, is popping when you guys are good. I've been there when you guys are bad, but I've seen it on TV whenever y'all are good. It's electric. It'd be lit. One of the most underrated arenas when it's when the team is good and it's really popping is Phoenix. Love it. The playoffs are showing that surprises are all a part of the game. The same can be said when it comes to shopping for insurance. With State Farm, you get the personalized service of a local agent. For a surprisingly great rate, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It, it, it was, you know, what's cool though. I, I mean, no one on this pod probably cares, but I sat there tonight. I was watching the game, and I saw faces that I remember being at those games. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it really was kind of nostalgic. Like, I was sitting there feeling like I was lightweight in the time machine because there were faces back in those front couple rows that, like Robert Sarver's son. I think it was Max. I don't know which one of them it was. <laughs> Like he was a little like four year old on our bus telling us that his daddy owned the team. Like saying we had he had he had to sit in the seats that we were in. You know what I mean? He's courtside mm. throwing throwing the, sl- the throat slash at him. Like you know what I mean? Mm. Like that, it, it was pretty cool to see that man. That place was popping. Yeah, man. Okay, so one thing I want to say uh, that I've noticed is that I'm starting to. It seems like, and I'm not sure if this is real. Real ones all out there. Let me know if you see this too. But Chris Paul has turned from heel to hero, man. I don't know what it is. I, I, we all know Chris Paul's reputation. One of the greatest point guards of all time. Also, could come off a little annoying to his opponents. His opponents, by and large, are annoyed by him, by and large. But it seems right now during this run and with this, that injury he had in the first round, Chris Paul, sympathetic figure. Do you think? Do you see it, or am I just am I am I wilding right now? 
not to his opponents. I would I would say he holds <laughs> he holds the same he holds the same uh, type of uh, of reputation with his opponents as he did back then. He's just one of I'm those. I'm thinking guys. about fans though. I'm thinking about well, fans though. Yeah, with for sure. I mean, Chris Paul's just kind of been been snake bitten lately with the injuries at untimely, you know, parts of the season and 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 what have you. But you know, Chris Paul's one of those dudes. So with the fans, yes, but he's one of those guys that will always be. What's it like playing against him? What's it like guarding Chris Paul, bro? I didn't have to. I didn't draw that assignment that much, so I can't speak to guarding him. But I can speak to a player like him, right? Not every mm-hmm. player comes across like this. There are players in the NBA that you play, and you have they're great players, but you have no problem playing against them. You don't. It's not a pain in the ass. Like they're just really good. It's not, you know, a physical battle. It's not a fu of sorts. It's it's just whatever, man. We go out there, you play. You're brilliant. It's like Tim like, Duncan. Off. Good job. Yeah, good it's job. whatever, man. Good job, Raja. Yeah. He's the type of dude that you hate playing against. You'd rather have him on your team. Like, you don't want to pluck and play against it, man. Like, it would Chris Paul search dribbling. I don't know if you saw a play today. Like, he was, he came up the right side of the court, right? He got by his man. So he was search dribbling into the paint. And a big came over to kind of cut him off. So Chris Paul went into a spin move, but the spin move was just so he could hip check the big. Mm. Like, it was just to like give the big a hip check. He had no. He had no, like there was never going to be a point where he shot that layup. He just spun into the big so he could get a quick hip check on him and wound up search dribbling out the other side and then kicking it out. And they finished, you know, they they wound up getting a bucket out of it. But he's that type of dude. He's just going to take a shot. Is it because, does he do it? I'm always fascinated by this because I see it, you know, I see it on television. I see it in person. Is he annoying because he's so fucking savvy and smart with his shit? Is that why? Because everything it seems like with Chris Paul is a purpose, whether he's like fucking with your shoelaces, whether he's hip checking you, whether he's trying to draw a foul. Everything has a purpose to it. Is that why he can be annoying when you're defending him or when you're even playing against him in general? It's part well, part of the reason. The first reason is because he's so fucking good. I mean, he really does just dissect what you're trying to do defensively to him. Like there's. You know, there are a few names you could throw in the mix of all-time greats, guys that just know what's happening, you know, before it's happening, and they've got the answer for it, you know, on deck, right? So that's the first part of it. But the second part of it, he's a willing participant in the shits. Mm. Like, he he wants to be in the shits. His game is played in the shits. Like, he's got a brilliant mind about it, and he's super skilled and gifted, but he would get in the gutter with you given the opportunity to do that, right? And so it becomes like super frustrating because what do you, you mean get, get in, in the gutter, gutter with what do you him. mean when you, what does that mean? Well, I mean like we're going to get to like throwing these bows. Um, we're going to get to taking a couple cheap shots. Like I'm going to grab that Jersey. You come across the screen. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe stick that leg out and try to knee you in the thigh. Like just, you know, the stuff that old school. Are you NBA like sore vets, when you, is he one of those guys where, cause he fucks with you so much that you're probably sore the next day. Is he one of those guys? Or are you just annoying? In that way, when he's like well, he, elbowing you he's, and stuff, he's not big, so you're not going to be. Look, the guys that that you were sore after you played, those were Brian Grant's, those were Kurt Thomas's, those were the Davis mm-hmm. brothers. Those guys Shaq. would like Sh- Shaq Oak, um, Ty, even Ty Hill, like big, you know, big six nine, big elbows, big bodies. They were gonna. That's gonna take its toll on you. I wouldn't say Chris Paul necessarily have you sore, but. He'd have you super frustrated because here's the deal, Logan. Most guys 
um, that are as good as they are, they don't want to get down. They don't really want to crawl into the gutter with you with that shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so if you were to get them to crawl in, you referenced the clip of me and Kobe, right? Pre, pre-show, like yeah. of, of, a, of a moment in Utah where it was where like- Where you clearly fouled Kobe, where you clearly fouled him. Let me just paint the picture because then I got to see the video. You clearly fouled Kobe, and in the, he in the open you tried to talk shit in the open court, and you got called for a, a foul that was looked like a foul. It was a foul, you know. I might be, I might be biased, but then you started talking shit, and he walked right past your ass. That that was a foul. Um, but yeah, Kobe didn't want to get in. Kobe didn't want to get in the gutter with me, right? Like he wasn't. But he trying would to occasionally be there. get in the gutter, though. He would occasionally get in there with you. Yeah, right? but if he got in the gutter with me, I won. So, like more often than not, he wasn't trying to get in the gutter with me, right? Like he was just going to keep doing what he did. And most most of those guys, they're above that, you know. Like I'm in the gutter; they don't need to be in the gutter. So, but Chris has no problem getting in the gutter with you. Like, can let's I, fast forward can, to the. <laughs> we ain't gonna do that. Because we were talking about a fucking, in that same game, that six foul on Kobe was some bitch shit. I didn't foul him on that fucking play. I fouled him on the one before that. That six foul, <laughs> look that shit up. <laughs> that shit was not a foul. <laughs> Hold on, let me go to the text real quick. I want to give you all the, I want to give you all the ooh-ah. So this was Lakers Jazz, January 11th, 2012. It was a highlights package on YouTube that Sasha <laughs> Mack sent us. And Raja's been pissed for the last six hours since she, she has sent that to us. Relax. Shout out real one, Austin Iverson, for sending that clip to Sasha Mack. But, um, who won the yeah, game, man, so, man? Who won the game? Who cares, bro? It was January, dog. And the lockout year. <laughs> and the Lakers won. Did the Lakers win the game? The they Lakers won the actually game? win the game, bro. So shut up. Anyway, what's it like when you're brought into a superstar's gutter and they bring you up into their in today world? And Kobe had forty. <laughs> he brought you into you. <laughs> Who was in whose gutter that night? <laughs> when was that? It was January. Yeah, Kobe had Kobe had forty a lot of nights, bro. Um, a lot of nights on you. What do you mean? Like say. Big example, right, is when Ruben, Ruben Patterson called himself the Kobe stopper. And Kobe was like, all right, bet, and put Ruben Patterson in the spin cycle for the whole series. Have you ever had that type of thing happen where you pop shit off to a certain player and then they just get have retribution? You've never got, had that happen to you? I didn't talk I didn't talk shit to anybody. Like, that wasn't really oh, my you did style. When, you did that when, with Michael Jordan the one time in the preseason, right? Remember that game? Remember that game? Yeah, but that wasn't, I learned my lesson pretty quickly. I did it to him once and I did it to Reggie once and it didn't work out great for me in either one of those cases. So like, it wasn't my go-to. Like I wasn't really talking shit to a lot of people, but I mean, once, 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 once someone knows that you're a quality defender or once a defender knows that you're a, 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 a quality offensive player, you're getting that A game from either that, you know, all defensive player or that all NBA score. So, you know, that that automatically brings that that game up. Like when I have to see Kobe, you know, there's some pride in my shit too. Like you like to make jokes and shit, but I was all NBA first team defense, motherfucker. Mm. Like, like mm. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to lock you up. Now it didn't always work out like that, but that's your mentality, right? Because you know he's the best in the business at what he does. And so on the flip side of that, like I never professed to be a Kobe stopper, but Kobe, like, 
Kobe knows the dudes that are game to play him. So when he sees them, he wants to obliterate them and the team they play for. So you're, you're, everyone's game is going to raise in that scenario. You know what I mean? Like everyone's mm-hmm. game is going to, going to be lifted. And I think you see that, you know, with not, not just um, a me, but like you, you talked about Tony Allen, right? Like if Tony Allen was going to guard a Kobe or, or, or a LeBron or somebody like that, you were going to see both of them raise, you know, or rise to the level because, you know, that's who you're trying to measure yourself against. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm looking right now. Jazz Lakers. Now, Kobe had 40. Yep. He went 14 of 31. How does that make you feel? Great. That makes you feel great? What? What are you talking about, bro? 14 of 31? Yeah, I'm good with that. Like, And they even if they emerge in overtime and they... And they they, they emerge in overtime? overtime against a Jazz team that by January was Darren traded already? He was not playing in this game. No, I think he did get traded. Yeah, so I feel real good about that because we were in disarray. If we got the Lakers into OT and I'm able... Uh, again, this is a league. Raja, what up? You, you scored seven points. Okay. You had six fouls. Okay. You were three or four from the field, hit a three, but you were minus eight from the on the court that day. What was I from the field? Three or four. Yeah, so the last my last year in Utah fucking sucked. <laughs> right now, I'm not. I'm not saying that I was a great player. I'm not saying that. But th- you gave me three shots. You gave me four shots. I hit three of them, and you mm-hmm. asked me to guard Kobe for however many fucking minutes I was on the court. Thirty-three and he minutes. Shot Fourteen for thirty-one. Mm-hmm. I'm living with that, bro. And that was my argument in Utah. Like I was playing on a team, and I am. I it is late at night. If you could dig what I'm saying, it was hard. Mm. To, it was hard to do work in Utah the last time I was there. There was a lot of shit wrong in Utah. Mm. We've, we've not talked about that in depth, but yes, 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 real ones, real ones. Let's take a quick break. We're going to talk about another conference. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20 for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. And we are back. Raj is here. He's, I don't know. Are you dancing right now? What's going on? What are you listening dancing, to? In bro, your I just internal? got a text. I just got a text that said, what time are we going to Waffle House in the morning? Okay, bro. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Waffle House. Listen, I might, I'm probably going to get slandered for this take and I don't care. Don't say, hey, listen, you I'm about, I'm about make, to say you it. Bet, you, <laughs> but, I'm about ahead. to say Waffle House is trash. <laughs> It's trash. Hey, I'm all sorry. All the Twitter birds. Let's go. <laughs> all of the Twitter birds. I ain't even, I'm not even going to fucking dignify that with a response tonight, bro. Twitter birds, get his ass. Bro, I try. I went to uh, Waffle House in Atlanta, Georgia. That was, and I went one more time to just to make sure. Nah. And I'm probably going to get, I'm going to lose a lot of friends for this. There's probably going to be a lot of subscribers lost to this. I won't care. No, I they shouldn't care. they shouldn't unsubscribe because I stand like firmly 
on the other side of that argument, what do you do? What, my good sir, are you talking about? Oh, you can, the, first of all, the waffles, well, you're Belgian, you're oh, fucking Belgian hey, waffle hey, fan, where you a little powdered hey, sugar on your waffle. Well, you know, a powdered sugar on your waffle. You can't eat a nice, like a nice right. waffle that soaks up the like, syrup. All right, all right, all right, all right. I don't like, I don't like Waffle House, and that's that. Raja, we got to get to the shits, man. Bucks Nets was a travesty. It was, it was absolutely. Game two was, it was ridiculous. I heard Raja. You know what I heard, Raja? Let me tell him what I heard. I'm gonna tell you what I heard. I heard that this was gonna be the best postseason series since the Kings Lakers in 02. I heard that this was a clash of the Titans. This was Kevin versus Giannis. They weren't going to let us down. This was going to be great. This was going to be, we're going to be telling our grandkids about this. So Where'd far, you hear that shit? Where'd you hear that? First off. The tw- Twitter. I heard it on Twitter. Oh, well. Anyway, so Raja, should I expect a good series tonight? Like in this, what, what, what should I expect? What, what let, should I let expect? Me, on there, all right. Bro? Let me Let's just do this. Real. First of all. All right. It's only two games in. So as dev as as bad as it looked, and I'm not I'm not here to tell you that Milwaukee is 100% going to go back to Milwaukee and turn it around. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you could lose two games on the road, one of them looking real ugly because you said, "Man, this shit got out of hand real quick and we're just it's in the bag. We just got to take this mm-hmm. home and do our job." And I know yeah. it's corny and it's cliche, but that's all you have to do if you're the Bucs. It doesn't matter how you lose one and two. You just got to go home and hold serve. And then you got another opportunity to flip the series on, on the home court advantage uh, front, you know, back in, in Brooklyn. It's not looking good, though. I, w- I mean, it's, it's yeah, full disclosure. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to admit that it's not looking good. Rara, a couple weeks ago, I got on this pod and I did the mature thing. And I apologized to Chris Middleton. I apologize to him. I said, I apologize. Mm. I say I was wrong for mm. saying all those things that, you know, maybe you were overqualified three. I was like, man, you are good too right now. You are really good, man. You are picking up the slack. And then through the first two games, he basically proved everything that I've been saying about him all year. My man is averaging. He's shooting 30% from the field. He's not getting to the baggage claim right now, Raja. But my biggest question in this one is, when you think about, um, you know, a number two and a number one guy, like, what is the responsibility of that? What, as, as a role player, when you were looking at a, uh, a guy that you probably thought it was the number one, maybe number two, what did you look for in those guys? And what is the baseline that you need to have with those guys, particularly in the playoffs? That's tough, right? Because it's not tough. You do your damn job. Your job is to get buckets, bro. Like your switch your job is. But no, but like what do you do when you when you see that, right? Cuz remember you had no. the, you had the argument earlier this season when you were like, "Yo, there is um, you know, when you have an Amari Stoudemire, have a Steve Kerr, a Steve Nash, those guys have to do their job as a one and two because if they don't it makes guys like you, role players, the like Tim Thomas is the Raja Bell, have to go above and beyond themselves for longer periods of time. So, like, what is that? How does that manifest on this Bucks team? What is what is that? How much does that put pressure on the other guys when Middleton uh, doesn't do well? Well, it puts a huge amount of pressure on on other guys. I mean, you know, in a game like tonight, I'm, Chris, not not just Chris Middleton, but. You know, Drew Holiday had 13. Giannis didn't carry his normal load offensively. That's 18. And, 
you know, a guy like myself, or let's say in this equation, a PJ Tucker or a, you know, Bryn Forbes, while you might be able to score 26 in a game, 30, like I, there was a game in, in, in the series that I hit that big three against the Clippers, right? I sent it into overtime with that big three out of the corner. It was, Talk and then we shit. go back. No, no, no. But we go back to the Clipper land, right? And we're minus someone. I forget who it was. But I, I Steve might have been nicked, nicked up or something like that. But I had like 33 in that game. Like that's out of character for me. But we lost because yeah. it's like, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like that's not my role. If I'm the guy scoring 33 for your team, then you're going to get beat. My 33 was dope, but you're going to lose. And so you have to have at least two of those three guys like KD what had 32 tonight and Kyrie chipped in with a with a with a for him relatively benign 22 but that's still yeah. those are still that's 54 points that you're getting out of those two you you can't role players can't make that up they got you have to do your job i remember a, a game when the uh the warriors were playing um the portland trailblazers in portland i think it was it was the last time they went to the uh western conference finals and Myers Leonard just went off. Like he was going off in that series. And I remember one of, after one of the games he went off, I went to a Warriors player. I was like, man, Myers Leonard's going off on y'all, man. Like, you know, what's what's going on? And the the player comes and looks at me and he's like, it's fucking Myers Leonard. Like, <laughs> what are the we more talking times about? Myers Leonard, the more times Myers Leonard shoots is more, less times that Dame and CJ get the ball who can really hurt us. It's fucking Myers, Myers Leonard. Is that Correct. like, is that, that is, that is what you mean when you say all those things, right? That's, that's the type of thing. Like you don't care if, if you don't care if another guy's scoring, if Middleton isn't doing his job, then what the fuck? That's, that's the key, right? That's the key. And that's the essence of it, right? I don't care if Raja or Myers Leonard or, you know, anyone else is getting their 25, if it's, if it's keeping food off of Dame Lillard's plate or Steve Nash's plate or, you know, Giannis's plate. But, you know, if Giannis is going to go off and I chip in with 25, now we're probably beating you by 15 to 20. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Like, if, if he could do his job and then I come up with one of those games, your team probably doesn't stand a chance. But if if the game plan is really thwarting what that number one and number two player can do and it leaves a bunch of crumbs on the table for a player like me. Cause that's what we're talking about, right? Logan, we're talking about a game mm -hmm. plan. So we're talking yeah. about my game plan is, 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 is oriented around stopping Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton. And so in that effort, I'm going to leave more stuff on the table for Brooke Lopez to eat and Bobby Portis to eat and, you know, Bryn Forbes to eat. If, if they eat more and those two can't get to, you know, their normal numbers, like I feel pretty good about that. That's my, that's yeah. what we've done. That's what the essence of what you're saying. Right. But if they can yeah. eat and they chip in with 25, the, the supporting cast, that is, we got problem. We'll see what happens, man. It's, it's, I just want a good series, bro. I really just want a good series. I just, that's not too much to ask, right? Especially after the first round that we had with all the seven game series. I just wanted this to be the epic matchup that we always thought it is. And I'm not getting that. One thing that we are getting, though, is Blake Griffin. Also, before mm. we talk about Blake Griffin, I just want to say, good job, Steve Nash. Way to go, Steve Nash. You're coaching your ass off, Steve Nash. We see you, Steve Nash. We see you. A byproduct of us seeing you is seeing what you have done with Blake Griffin, who is playing like 
I always like this to see this out of veteran players who were once stars when they is when they see when they know their role and they know that their role evolves. Right. Because Blake Griffin has been a superstar in his role. And you don't see that with a lot of former superstars. Right. When they, you know, their ego is in it. They don't necessarily want to do all the things that they're asked to do because they feel like maybe they're above that because they are they in their mind are still a superstar. Blake Griffin has played exceptionally well with, for this team. And it's funny because he's it's it's just it's great to see. What do you what have you seen from Blake and what do you like from what he's doing? It's been it's been really fun to watch him. I almost shot Steve a text the other night after that full like stretch out dive a la Dennis Rodman that Blake had back after a ball in play. Um be, because, and this is why, I I I, you know. I told you, I came really close to going to work in Brooklyn. And so I had a lot of conversations with Steve. Um, and I don't think I'm, uh, you know, this one I could share about the team, the makeup of the team, the philosophy that that, that he was going to approach it with. I won't share all of that. But what we got to at some point was the personnel. Now, James Harden wasn't there yet, but the conversation was from Steve that we have to find a guy. There's got to be a guy that fills the role of the guy that's not going to take shit from anyone on any given night. Mm. Like he's going to be out there doing all of the, you know, that was a thing for that team. Like he felt like he needed a guy, a nuts and bolts type of dude, tough guy, stand up, Mm -hmm. give you a little bit of grit in those tough moments. And, and Blake, kudos to him for coming in Um, the humility to hit a, hit a team with, with his, you know, pedigree, like the, like the Brooklyn Nets and say, Hey man, I got to step outside of my normal role that, you know, I was cast in different roles on different teams, but on this team, I'm going to, I'm going to bite on that. Like, that's going to be, that's going to be what I dive into. And I don't know if that was a Steve conversation because it could have been, I haven't asked him or if it was a Blake just being, you know, at that point in his career where he said, look, this is my value to a team like this. But in either case, it's been great and, and sorely needed. How valuable is that type of guy, right? Because that's not the guy that we hear all the time. There's a superstar. There's a second superstar. There's the superstar role player. But I don't – I guess this goes into Super Bowl, a superstar role player, but we don't hear a lot about the guy that don't take shit guy, right? The guy that is, you know, I I, I can't put a name on it, but we all know that guy, Udonis Haslam in, in Miami, especially during his prime, Right. Um, a guy that's going to die for those loose balls. Who's going to shit get in somebody's faces? You are a guy like that. What does that role guy do when? I mean, you know, we probably talked to Juan Toscano Anderson. He was a guy like that. That's going to when you see a guy jump for a loose ball or die for a loose ball. What does that do for the rest of the club when you have guys like that on your team who don't necessarily get the stats? That's infectious energy. That 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 type of that type of I will sacrifice my body for what we have going on here and for a chance to win a championship is infectious, man. Like not everyone's built like that. And I mean, like the 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 greatest superstars on the planet, um, and rightfully so, like they can't afford to have the bursters on their elbows swollen like 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 tennis balls every night. They gotta come out and shoot 20 shots. You know what I mean? Like 30 shots the next night. They can't afford for some of those nicks and bruises. So someone has to dig into that role and provide that example for the rest of that team. Like, yo, I would, I would gnaw my own leg off right now for a chance to win that. And this, this is, this is, you know, like metaphorically speaking, but this is how I'm going to show you I do that. Like I will stretch out. That hurts, bro. When you're when you're suspended above a hardwood court, 
like parallel yeah. to that bad boy and you fall yeah. on that, that shit hurts. And so, you know, someone has, has to do that. And I think if you take us back a pod, Logan, remember when we had um, Coach Phil's there long, when we had Fizz, and he said a lot of times those emotional leaders of those teams aren't the stars. Like they're the Tony Allens. Yeah, they're they're the they're the hard hat, nuts and bolts, lunch pail dudes that come in there and do that type of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. But those are the unsung heroes of the team, and I'm glad Blake has gone into that role. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for five dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's 2 for $5 chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected. An inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue. A surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland. Watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being. Present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. Another thing I want to get into, man, and it's probably the, I wouldn't say the most bizarre superstar um, conversation happening, but it is kind of interesting. In Portland right now, have you ever seen a superstar? Okay, let me give context. Dame Willard talked to uh, Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes and basically just said, I, I want Jason Kidd to be my coach after Terry Stotts and the team uh, want to go parted ways. I want Jason Kidd to be my coach. We know that superstars have sway within organizations, but they usually do those behind closed doors. And there was another report that said, uh, I think it was from uh, ESPN's Woj, who said that um, Jason Kidd is just like backed out of the the uh, coaching search, um, which is interesting. But I'm on the line of disagreeing with the way Dame did what he did to get to try to get Jason Kidd. I think if you want a coach like Jason Kidd, you should just do it behind the scenes and say that. But when you publicly say it, there's a whole bunch of other, there's a whole bunch of other things that come up, right? Like a lot of different pressures that come up for Jason Kidd. So I would have just been like an, every other superstar before him and just leak it through maybe the media or something, or like maybe you just, I don't know, but I would have did it publicly. Would you have done that? Do you agree with Dame's decision to do that publicly? Uh, ultimately the decision to do it publicly. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was the right way to handle that. Him trying to exert some muscle and, and, and use his leverage or whatever he has in Portland. Like I, you know, I have no problem with that. I'm pro player in that. I want to ask you though, do you, do you think to some degree it's because Dame hasn't really participated in that much? He's just been a good soldier I mean, at least from what we can tell from the outside looking in, and he doesn't have enough experience. Like, he's not polished in that regard yet. I can't. I don't know, man. I mean, this is what, like, you know, I mean, he has a great agent, you know? Aaron Goodwin's a great agent. He has people around him that could that it will give him the best knowledge possible. I don't know, man. I, I, I that's just don't assuming, agree with the, That's assuming he ran it by his agent. Like, he didn't. Yeah. Like, 
them boys that when they're tweeting, they're not they ain't running well, shit. He by tweet. He, 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 he did tweet. He just called up uh, Chris Haynes and no, but, Haynes he, t- but he tweeted some shit. He tweeted some cryptic shit after the game, though. He, he Instagrammed some cryptic shit after the game. Right, or Instagram, Roger, you know, right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get but, my fucking media platforms fucked up. But, I mean, point being. Yeah. I know, but I just would have just been like, you know, do some subtweets or some shit. I just, I think because he went out so publicly, it put Kid in a weird position is what I'm thinking, right? Because, it, like I said, all the pressures that come with that. If you leak it to... Rowan's podcast. Um, if you leak it to us, you know what I'm saying, and we get your message out, um, then I think it would have just went better. I don't know. Maybe you would have got the guy that you wanted if you would have did it more behind the scenes. Hey, Portland, if you uh, if Jay Kidd's not going to take your job, you know who else Dame Lillard's a big fan of? Who's that? David Vanterpool. Yes. He was there for years. He's a big... I mean, they have a really good relationship. He has not got his... His opportunity yet, but I think it's coming. So, hey, call my man DV of Gussie Poo. The (laughs) the Blazers are just feeling like just funny in the light, man, because they're doing the Neil uh, uh, GM Neil O'Shea basically said we're we're um, not going to do anything structurally different to the roster. Basically, just said that like we. Just like only a coach will change this. I don't believe that at all. Like you got to You basically saying I don't got to do anything. You're listen. Friend of the show, Perk. I saw Perk's tweet, or was it an Instagram? Correct me if I'm wrong. It was a tweet, maybe, about Dame, your time, you've done your job, like time to go. Yeah. I'm I'm with friend of the show Perk on that. Like you've done, you've done what you can do. Where? You've done what you can do there, man. If Neil O'Shea is gonna get his ass in front of a f- microphone, not but I stop cursing, all right? It's a little late at night. Um, if he's gonna get his behind up in front of a microphone, talk about He's not changing that roster, and we're just to coach away. Get your ass up out of Portland, Dame Lillard. And I say that affectionately because I love Portland, but they're not—they're not into what you're into. Real talk. If that's his—if his vision is that that we're good and we just need another coach, then you ain't on the same wavelength. Yeah, man. Portland's a great city, by the way. Portland is a great is a city, phenomenal city. I love Portland. I'm just—I'm just being real with you, man. I'm so mad. We're gonna get to the—we're gonna get to this talk. We're gonna get back to it. I love Portland, and I'm so pissed that the NBA doesn't have a team in Seattle because that, or in, in Vancouver, because that Pacific Northwest trip, you know that that was that was great, right? Wasn't it? When you go Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, you remember the old SNL skit or the two their good times, yeah, good times. Those were good yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but good times. I just, I'm not, I'm not ready to just say leave, Dame, but I. I Dame ain't gonna win no title in Portland, man. It's just not gonna happen. It's, there's no title coming to Dame in Portland. It's it's no, a wrap on that. It's a, you're right. You're correct because he's like they just don't they don't seem to get the point. All right, think about the West now, Logan. Where where are they at in the West when you're talking about? I mean, we gotta put if, okay. So boom. All right, boom. You got the I'm no particular order. You got the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Phoenix Suns, Utah Jazz, right in there. That's that's just five. That's, that's they're five locked in. The they're gonna, they're, they're that's locked before in. you even thought. That's before you even thought. And then 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 you got you got Memphis coming. Memphis is coming next year. Memphis is coming next year. The Mavericks. You trust them to get it right the before Mavericks. you trust Portland. The Mavericks are go- yes. The Mavericks. Um, you're at seven right now. That's seven teams you just named right now. And Golden yeah. State's coming back. 
And Golden State, that's eight right there. That's eight right there. Because at, at the very least, I think next year, you know, the, the the bare minimum is an eight seed for the Golden State Warriors next year with the roster intact. I don't know, man. It's tough, man. Okay, speaking, you, we speaking to one of those teams that we just you we just did. Um, the Clippers, Raja. The Clippers. I just want to note: ever since Jomi went to Palmdale, the Clippers mm. have been great, and the Lakers have been gone. Um, but the Clippers have advanced to the second round. Are they title contenders? Before we get Jomi, are they title contenders? Yeah. Yes. What do you mean? Wait, we had a segment: real or fake. You said yeah. fake. Yours truly said so. real. Yes, they are title contenders. Whether you believe it or not, whether you trust them or not, and I hear you, and that's fair. But they are in the mix, man. Anything can happen. Why why didn't why didn't this Kawhi Game Seven Kawhi come out like for the rest of the why why didn't why did it take so long for him to just be the best player on the planet? Yeah, I don't have a great answer to that. But his his sidekick, like playoff P, playoff P. Somebody said. Somebody said. Somebody said I saw a Twitter a tweet. I'm sorry, I can't really, you know, I forgot the person who tweeted it, but they said he um, get pushed off the pandemic P moniker to Christoph Porzingis. <laughs> <laughs> so shout just, out to shout out shout out to Paul George for exercising demons, man. You still got to get past the second round, but good job, buddy. Good job, man. Really happy. Anyway, before we get here, we get out of here, man. I want to get to Jomi, who has a new series that you can look on the Twitter sphere. It's called Pack Watch, um, where he basically lights up a pack for every uh, postseason loser. Now, he does his version on the timeline, but I want to give him a, a chance to do uh, a version here on the real ones. Jomi, you have two minutes. Give me all the details. On this Mavericks pack. Sasha, could you spark spark it up for me one time? <laughs> All right. So here's the thing about the Mavericks pack, right? It's 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 very concentrated, right? <laughs> Luca went and Luca went and did his thing. Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney Smith, they played all right. This solely rests on the shoulders of Chris Tapp's poor dingus. All right. What a what a what a fraudulent series from that guy. All right. That dude was 7-3 Sean Bradley. What are you doing, bro? You know what I mean? Like he was tra- tragic Bronson. The dude, like, he, he he hit a couple shots, he get a couple dunks, he played solid defense, but when they needed him most, right, to make plays to take the load off Luca, the man was non-existent. Right, he was Latvian. He was Latvian Kyle Kuzma out there, bro. Oh, that thing God. was embarrassing, man. You supposed to be the dude. You got you got drafted fourth of the Knicks. Everybody remembers Tingus Pingus, right? You showed out in New York, right? But then you weren't happy with Phil Jackson, whatever. You traded to Dallas. They were doing triple Dirks out there, and you <laughs> went and you just embarrassed yourself. Be better. And now KOC's got a great video on the Ringers YouTube channel. Check it out. Falling the boy. Talking about how nobody wants to trade for Chris Depps. You're 7'3". You can shoot. But for whatever reason, nobody wants you on their roster? In this age of versatility? It was like, I can actually pass on this 7'3". Like, come on. That's, em- that's just embarrassing. And like, yeah, we light him up. Chris Depps mm. all summer. 
The man's finished. We're going to see what happens, you know, whether he gets mm-hmm. moved. But he's got to come back next year and show somebody something. Or that mm-hmm. dude's going to be, he's going to be the Shaquille O'Neal of the Guan, uh, the Beijing, whatever team in China. He's going to run, he's going to run the Chinese Basketball League next year if he don't step up. That's what it's going to have to be. Can I play devil's advocate for one second, Logan? You do always I have the, do. do I have the, you always the do. Um, can I make the argument while I don't? There are a lot of things about Chris Stapps, right? Like health and, and availability. There's a lot of shit, right? So I'm not going to sit here and completely defend him. But yeah, I can yeah. make the case, right? I'm going to make the case that Luka Doncic's brilliance puts Luka in a really fucked up spot. He just becomes a spot up shooter, man. Like that's what he's asked to do. Okay. That's great. And so, but like, this is not, I want to make, I want to be, I want to play devil's advocate. So I'm going to continue my argument. All right. Yeah, like, go play ahead, yeah, please, like, it's not that easy. Let's say he's not a true mm-hmm. number two. Let's say he's not a, 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 a all world number two, all world okay. number twos can, can hop out of you like, say yo, any, you say me, any Chris Middleton. I'm saying maybe he is where it's not that easy for him to hop out of the role of spot shooting. And then you throw him the ball and say, Hey, we need you to eat. Cause Luca's getting double teamed. Maybe it's not that easy for him. So maybe yeah, so, either so, way, either way, either way though, Raja, he's on Pack Watch, man. That was another edition of Pack Watch. Um, fuck both y'all from from Jelby. He's got no post moves. You're seven three. They That's can't true. throw the ball to you against okay. Nick Batum. He's really go- soft. He's really soft on the ball. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. You're right. You're right. All right. That's been another edition of Real Ones. That's been another edition of Real Ones. Make sure you check out everything on our NBA feed. That's group chat. That's the answer. That's real ones. And no check out mismatch. And then you follow Ringer NBA on all socials. You can also check out R2C2 with who? Raja Bell. Vallejo legend. CC Sabathia. And you can also check out It's on Hiatus, but don't, don't trip. Black Girl Songbook with who? Raja Bell. Town legend. Danielle Smith, we miss you. We, we miss mm. you guys, man. Mm. Make sure you check out the Ringer Music Show. Check out Ringerverse. Holla back. <laughs>